Welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm Delano Sapporo. This is episode eight of the podcast. It's Thursday morning here in New York. Man, it's been a crazy, uh, crazy week. It's been a long week for a lot of people out there. Um, we're dealing with a virus um, that we're trying to flatten the curve of this virus. And so um, some unprecedented things happening um, a lot of businesses closing down temporarily, you know, life as we know it shutting down temporarily. And uh, yeah, that's the hope is that it's only temporarily um, and that we can get through this, you know, several weeks here of shutdown and go back to normalcy. And um, I think that will help, you know, put a lot of confidence back in everyone, put, you know, that activity back into to the world, which will ultimately help everyone out. I think that's that's a big thing. And so, you know, in this episode in the Finance Roundtable, I thought it would be important to talk about what I call the 20% rule. Um, I didn't coin the phrase, um, but it's something that's really important and something that I've preached to my clients across the nation. Um, you know, and people have asked a little bit about what's been going on. I think, you know, obviously we will see, I, I've been talked about the volatility of the market will persist, uh, but we will see bottom. And you're seeing younger people or people that have cash wanting to get into the market. Um, so here at New Street Advisors Group, we're here to help and we're continuing to help people that are new to investing and they're wanting to get into the market. So we're taking these inbound requests. We've had a lot of, I've had a lot of inbound requests of people really wanting to get invested. Uh, my current clients are understanding of the long-term horizon and we're in balanced portfolios. So we've been, you know, sticking to strategies that we've employed for each individual or family or business. But yeah, if there's any adjustments needed to be made, we'll make that. But, um, you know, we're staying the course here and we're taking in, you know, a lot of new people that want to, you know, set themselves up for the long-term plan and realize this is a once in a, in a long time event that will subside at some point and we will move forward and march higher um, and so you know my firm and, and I've been taking in a lot of these people that want to you know possibly take advantage of opportunities or prepare for impending opportunities and so this brings me back to my original point of the 20% rule which you know when I sit down with people and have these initial meetings um, the first thing I want to do is understand budgeting, right? I want to understand, you know, what is left over for people at the end of the month. You know, it varies from person to person. It's not a, a thing of judgment. It's just a personal call on what are your goals? And then do you, are you able to reach them, you know, based on what are your expenses? And then what do you have left over net at the end of the month? And some people don't like to do detailed budgeting, right? It's not like everyone wants to sit down and do a detailed budget. I would say that there's three ways to do it, right? There's, you know, sitting down and doing a spreadsheet and really going through, you know, and combing through all the numbers and, and putting things and really seeing it. There's doing it electronically. There's a whole bunch of apps that I've plugged before on this platform that you can go ahead and do it that way. And then there's also what I call a 20% rule. So if you break down, you know, all your after-tax income, 50% of your earnings can be used or should be used towards necessities. So, you know, if I think of what necessities are, that's obviously rent, food, clothes, things that you essentially need. 
30% of your money should be used um, for luxuries or wants, desires. No idea that can vary for each individual what fits in that category, but think of it as you know things that you may not necessarily need, but you kind of want, or they're luxuries or they're desires you could live without. And the last 20% um, should be money saved and invested towards your financial goals. So the three ways you can do that, that 20% rule is obviously your 401k, up to match, getting up to the match percentage, and then above and beyond that goes into your IRA. A lot of my clients have an, obviously have an IRA where we're investing for them and they're contributing to that on a monthly, bi-monthly, every couple of weeks per paycheck, whatever have you, and we're investing towards their goals. And then obviously if you have an emer- don't have an emergency fund, you want to make sure you start or replenish your emergency fund as well. So that 20% rule is important. And I kind of like this 20% rule because I mentioned before, you know, if you're someone that doesn't want to sit down and look at your budget thoroughly and go through every number, this is a good way to just have a blanket rule of thumb for you to use as a barometer for your budgeting. And this budgeting can be done rather simply and, and not having to sit down and go through and you just have a rule where, okay, 20% of my income I know is going to be saved. And how do you implement this? By paying yourself first. So autom- make everything automated. If you have everything automated, you don't have to worry. So as soon as paycheck hits your account, you have 20% of that going to its allocated destinations. And some other tips and advice for, you know, situations that we're living in right now, you know, these are things that could have been done more proactively. um, And and the way I speak to people and the way I help people sometimes um, that I'm investing for, that I have a financial plan for is, you know, it's super hard to downsize. So in times like this when we may wish we would have had, you know, lower rent or any of those things, I always try to live below your means. And again, that's, this is all a judgment call. It's based on what people want, right? Um, for me, being super low maintenance, I can easily do that. Um, and also, you have to remember that salary is not the same as savings. Um, having a high salary doesn't really matter if you're not able to hit the 20% rule or more. And again, try to automate everything you can. It'll make your life a lot easier. I've heard you know clients say that sometimes when things hit their bank account, um, they spend it and they wish they just wouldn't have see that money. And if you automate things, it'll make your life a lot easier. Um, just some thoughts on you know again current events. I want to button this up with some thoughts on current events. Um, you know, again, I, I sp- speak to people and you know my clients are well-positioned we're kind of you know making sure that we stay that way but you know we will we are going to go into probably the worst of the worst here soon as far as you know recession and and people you know going through tough times so I'm just employing people to help those around you um, during this time again I keep my lines open Um, I have a webinar that's going to be you know going on the next week or two just doing the basics right so you know talking about the basics of personal finance because we are at a time where we can do some things retroactively. Um, but, you know, a lot of this will be talking about proactive things as well um, because, you know, this this type of event does happen every so often and you can, you know, see it from historical events, you know, what is, when you could possibly, when it could possibly be impending. Again, here at New Street, it's been, you know, a week of just, you know, staying the course and people wanting to take advantage of 
valuations that are lower. Again, if you have extra cash, if people have employed and people have come on, come on this week, this might be a time for you to possibly look at having that cash set up so we are ready to invest when the time comes. Um, that that is something we we're looking at. A lot of my clients have been looking at over you know over sixty people across the nation that I'm helping with, not only helping with but investing for. Um, person joining us, Royce C, uh, is the individual that I interviewed this week. Royce has you know a wonderful background. He played college football at a high level, Division One level at Sam Houston State. NFL draft prospect, got great versatility, linebacker, strong safety combo. I believe um, he's being more looked at as a strong safety at the next level uh, as a professional player. Uh, so he dropped in to talk about not only you know his, his path and his process to the next level and the dedication that he's taking and the steps he's taking, but just something, stuff about him, his background, uh, what drives him, his family, uh, what he believes in. So it was a great, great interview, um, and I was great and, and really been um, you know blessed to know know Royce. Um, just a great, great person, honestly. Um, and it's, I'm glad that you guys will be able to get the chance to to hear a little about um, hear a little bit about him and what he's been up to. Hope you enjoy. One, all right, everyone, welcome back to the Your Money Your Life podcast. Special guest, um, NFL prospect. Great guy, um, someone that I connected through, um, connected with in my um, journeys of starting my own financial advising firm, but someone I think I have a high lot of respect for and admiration for. But Royce C., thank you for joining us. Thank you, Delaney. Thank you for having me today, man. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, I really want to touch base with you and really have people hear from someone who is not only going through a really, really cool process in, in NFL drafting and going through the process of really being evaluated by, you know, high-level teams, but also someone that's done a lot of stuff out, outside of football. You know, I know you're not just defined by football, but, you know, if we can go back to the early or early origin, when did you actually start playing football? Why did you start? When, when did you actually begin your football journey? So I'll just take it back to the beginning, man. Uh, football has always been something in my heart that I felt manifested when I was a little boy. I started playing football when I, at the early age of four years old. So growing up, watching my cousins play football, um, the people I had around me, just the excitement that it gave, I knew it since the day one that I picked up football that it was something I loved doing. Um, my My father... He played the sport. My cousins that I had, um, we've always, you know, they took the time out to always go out of their way to de develop me as a as a person. Mm. And not only on the field, but, you know, football has a lot of aspects that can translate in life. Mm. And being able to have that relationship between your family members and the people around you, I feel like, you know, helped me develop as a growing up through the different stages of my life. And that's something that I can now look back on and see just how big of an impact the football has had on my life and just the things that it's bringing to me and make me grow out of my comfort zone. And it's just every step of the way, it's something learning, I'm developing, growing, and I'm just loving the process, man. I love that. You know, that's a very good point. So along those lines, you, you played, you know, had a stellar, stellar career at Sam Houston State. Um, and, 
I guess what what made you gravitate towards Sam Houston? I'm sure I actually saw I think on your Facebook uh, some of your family member posted your decision, your signing day, and then there's a few schools, if I'm not mistaken, that you were deciding between, or, or you know, obviously you had other yeah. offers, but why did you choose Sam Houston State? What was your time like there? I'd love to hear more about that. Okay, I mean, sum it up, man. It just felt like home. Mm. To go back, my mother, she's a grad from Sam. Um, I have a cousin, she's also a grad from Sam. So the, the Bearcat roots grow pretty deep in my family. And I also live in a, a small town not far from uh, Huntsville, Texas, 45 minutes from Huntsville. So that's really, you know, something that drove my interest, interest to Sam Houston. But I also had, you know, other FCS offers that mm. when it came down to signing day that I wanted to go for because I had McNeese. They're a great school, great program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had them. Uh, and it really came down to me and my family talking about it, you know, taking that time out before. And I just felt God you know, led me that way. And coming to Sam was, you know, the best experience that I could ask for. The guys that I have around me, Coach Ke Coach Keeler, Coach Carlin, those are great father figures to have in my life. Mm. You know, from the day that I stepped in there, they helped me develop into the person I am today. Mm. And I think the world about those guys, I can guarantee that they'll say the same about me. I tried every mm. day to gain respect from my coaching staff, the people around me, the trainers, the academic personnel. It's just a great place to be at. And just being in that program, you're going to succeed. And that's mm. something that I'm very thankful that God led my path down that road because the person that I feel like I developed into is somebody that's going to be successful in life. And that's one thing that Coach Killer told me when I first got there and something I can definitely look back on and be proud of. You know, I got my, I got my degree in three years. That's something mm. also that was a big driving factor. Um, graduating was something that you know, my parents, that's something that they always wanted me to do. And being able to do that in three years, gone, working on my master's right now in sports management. And mm. that's been a great process. And, you know, I'm loving every bit of it. No, no, I, I one, brought up a couple of things that I thought were really cool. Yeah, I, what I even, you know, we had some people in common in our network and they had wonderful things to say about, you know, not only the person you are on the field, but off the field as well. So, you know, that does shine through and also graduation you graduated three years it took me a four and a half or five years so you did it pretty quickly and then already starting your masters I, I see some cool tweets i don't know the connection between sam houston sports management um program and xfl houston um program but it seems like some, some cool stuff going on where you got to be able to see you know inside look so i saw some cool things there so that's wonderful that you already kind of started that that higher level education process while pursuing you know, your dreams, which also is also a great thing. So transitioning to that, you know, you had the opportunity to play at a professional level um, and you're going through that evaluation process with Pro Day coming up at the end of this month. And, you know, you've gone through some different things and, and some different showcases, which are wonderful that you've been able to, you know, participate and be selected to participate in. So, you know, what would playing at the next level mean to you? Like, what are you, what are the biggest things you're working on right now? And obviously it's a dream come true for a lot of people. I played D1 football, but never had that chance. Um, and you're, you're on the precipice and going to be, you will be doing that. And what does that mean to you? And how did, how are you preparing for that? Man, it'll mean the world. Um, like I said, I've always had a driving desire from the sport and 
when everybody starts the game, they always want to play on the highest level. And mm-hmm. getting that opportunity to do this is something that I can say I've never taken for granted because mm-hmm. it's not always been easy, but it's something that I've had the people in my corner, you know, being dedicated to and just being able to see other people see potential in myself is something that I'm forever thankful for. And the, the reason why I play the game is bigger than me. It's, it's bigger than myself. It's for the people mm-hmm. that surround me, you know, the people that are looking up to me, people that get motivated by my journey and the things that I've been on, mm-hmm. motivating them in their aspects of life. And, you know, I feel like God has put me on this journey and laid out every step of the way that I needed. And I'm just so thankful to be in this position and being able to do my all every day. That's why I'm not, you know, kind of any second of it. I'm taking full advantage of every mm. opportunity that I get because, you know, it's you only get this opportunity once. And to take advantage of it is something that, you know, every potential prospect would like to do. It's a lot of, you know, a lot of people out there in the world and you have this opportunity, but it's really up to you and what you do with it. Mm. I love that. I love that. You're, you're very right because, you know, being playing at an FCF school, a great program. And then you, like you said, you took advantage of that. Now, you, you like you said, you are no, now um, looking to push that even further um, with the work ethic you're putting in the evaluation process um, and really just taking the strides to to playing at that next level. So that's, that's wonderful. But you keep, you keep referencing kind of, you know, not only football field um, and the accolades you've, you've accomplished and the things you've done with the team at Sam, at Sam Houston, but off the field too. I know off the field, obviously a very intelligent individual, very smart, deep figure. What are some of the things and values off the field that you, you kind of use that maybe push you on the field as well, but you mentioned a couple. Is there stuff that you can, can, can expound on? Yeah, man, I mean, it's not, it's not hard to be a good person to anybody. And that's something mm-hmm. that I keep close to my heart. And, you know, being a Christian and believing in faith is serving others, you know, mm-hmm. serving the kingdom of God and doing the wills that he has for us to do. So just, you know, being my, my Christian faith, I believe, drives me to be the best person I can be every time. You, know? mm-hmm. you never know how you can be an impact in somebody's life. You know, the world is, is a is a tough place to be, and we're put on this earth to impact others and make the world a better place, and that's what I'm striving to do. That's why, you know, I do everything I do. I use my platform. I try to, and I can, and shed the light in a, in, you know, a world that needs it because, you know, it's a lot of things going on, and I just want to be that person that somebody can look to and, you know, see that it's good in this world and that, you know, the future is bright. I love that. I love that. That's that's actually really wonderful. Um, last question, because uh, you've answered so much for us. But I saw, like, I think the beginning clip of your, well, a couple more questions, of your highlight um, reel that's possibly being edited or coming out. It was an amazing play. <laughs> uh, great, great hit. And just the ferocity that you brought on that play um, and kind of get a glimpse into the way you play the game and how passionate you are. But can you think back to your four years? It could even be further. But what's maybe one or two of your best and most memorable moments from playing the game of football. If I think back on mine, there was probably a high school play. Um, senior year, I had two interceptions against Champlain Park. Um, and that was like something I always remember um, for the rest of my life. Yeah. But for you, you've had a, a great experience. 
what are one or two memories on the football field that you you will always remember? So one recently, um, I'll say is uh, the rivalry game against SFA in Battle of Piney Woods. Mm. You know, okay. that's that's, okay. that's a rivalry that goes very deep in a lot of people's, you know, in life. We had that rival going on for a while, and uh, it's, what, nine in a row now moving forward? And so this past, this last year, my senior class, that's and being able to do the performance that I did, I had, I believe, two interceptions, uh, 10 tackles, wow. forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. And I also I got national player of the week that week. So coming up, wow. big, you know, I have my fam my whole family in town. because uh, a lot of times my family doesn't get to watch the game. A lot of them get to go. So having them being able yeah. to go to that one, that was a you know, big big memory that I always remember for us in my life, you know, and uh, even in high school, just going back, I feel like Texas High school football is like no other. Mm-hmm. Going back, <laughs> just having it's something about being in East Texas playing football, man. I loved every moment that I had because uh, Shepherd isn't that big of a town, but you know, everybody there is so supportive. And I feel like that's one reason that drives me to go up and hard every day is just knowing that I have my city on my back, the people behind me support mm-hmm. me. and Mm-hmm. It's nothing to stop me but myself, man. Mm-hmm. No, well, one, I know you are someone that definitely deserves to play at the next level because I played against Sam Houston when I was a corner at University of North Dakota, and all I know is they have great athletes, and they burned me a couple times that day. <laughs> so I hope someone yeah, burns that tape. If someone has a tape of that, please burn it. I, I <laughs> They have some athletes over there. So if you showed out like that, I know you, you definitely are deserving. And then, yeah, you mentioned Texas football. It's like none other. I watched this show on Netflix, Friday Night Tykes, oh, the San, San Antonio team and that league. And the way they, the way they take the, the game seriously down there, it's something to be admired. And it's such, such a yeah. wonderful game, man. I love the game. Um, and it's really cool to see you doing uh, some amazing things. So um, not that it's about that, but where can people find you? I know you have Instagram, socials. Where can they follow your journey um, as, you go, as you go forward? Yeah, so I'm a big Twitter and Instagram guy. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter. It's my actual name, Royce C R O Y C E S E E sixteen, and I'll be on Twitter. And for my Instagram handle, be all eyes. So all eyes, C S E E underscore thirty two. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you, Royce, for for taking time to call in. Um, and I know we're going to be watching your journey and I, I'm, I'm really so happy with what you, what you got going forward. Future is so bright, but I uh, really thank you for, for stopping in and answering some questions. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. Talk yes, soon. Sir. Peace out. Bye-bye.